listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I'm feeling like New Zealand. Charge it to the Amex. Gotta use that latex or she living like a princess. They don't wake you up in private. Let a nigga sleep. I got houses in the mountains, man. Will Smith lived down the street. Got that generation money. My grandkids are assholes. Stacking something dummy. Every verse I got, got cash flow. Monaco, they love me. I'm wearing something ugly, but they still know I'm rich. Though my do-rag looking stuffy rolling with the with the royalty Kawhi is just my camera lot glass house champagne white shirt no socks no top st bars pushing 997 is like i'm making fucking phone calls half a mil is low ball got a diamonds light bright whiskey older than betty white spot me a dalmatian coast crochet girl salvation us make something of myself man somebody let them know because it's that east side nigga atl ho hey welcome to the black Test podcast your host rod and karen and we are here to give you some podcasting on a sunday afternoon mm-hmm. you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic um search the black out tips leave us five star reviews appreciate those especially the nice ones we read them on the air when they're five stars and nice the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport and bullet ball extreme um and today's podcast is brought to you by socialism okay we this one not for profit this is a free regular podcast okay we do not own the means to production as capitalists in america all right apparently individual people are capitalists now all right um all right <laughs> get how much money make you a capitalist does anybody know the right amount whatever they decide this is a made-up number okay i just want to know is it one million 10 million it could be 100 for all we 20 know. million i don't i don't know what the number is but it could be 25 cents you made money that's all that matters my whole playlist is money rap so i feel like i'll like if i'm not a capitalist i feel like i should count but oh i, I am i get a paycheck every day yes i am a capitalist my paycheck comes from somebody that's a capitalist they pay me as a direct deposit so i i benefit from this capitalist system so i'm i don't i feel like i'm not good enough at it to be called a capitalist i think if you're good at it then you're a capitalist i don't think i think if we just like regular people that get paychecks or you still like depend you know what i'm saying you're profiting off of somebody somebody somewhere it's 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 somebody somewhere that's prop that that when you get your paycheck your company it directly indirectly is profiting off of somebody's child labor somebody's slavery somebody's something so the way i feel like i mean maybe i'm i'm you know what no i know it maybe i'm too woke because as far as i'm concerned if you live in america you are a part of a capitalist system yeah everybody is that lives here but i want to know what you have to do to attain the individual moniker of capitalist you know what i mean because apparently like we're giving it to rappers now um we like you know giving it to just whoever kind of like espouses certain values and i was listening to my playlist today and i was like i think i think my whole playlist is capitalist mm-hmm. dog everybody i listen to cardi dog. kendrick megan everybody on here telling me get money man get money get money is all of them it. niggas fuck them hoes get that money 
i don't know if i have any woke socialist rap or maybe mm-hmm. the woke socialist rap just not good so we don't listen to it uh, or you know maybe until you reach a certain status then that's when we become disgusted with the things you already was telling us you was about the whole time yeah. and even if you ain't rapping about make that money you still benefiting off the capitalist system yeah all of, yeah yeah you know um but yeah it's just i don't know just been thinking about it this morning reading all reading twitter without you know engaging these niggas but just reading it and being like hmm interesting whatever the magic number is whatever the number that they decide and if you know like we said before it depends on if we like you or don't like you it depend on if you think it's or not i think you hit the nail on the head i think it's if we like you or not correct i think well not we mean you but just mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. the people that level those type of discussions right because bernie sanders sell else. bernie sanders ain't giving the books away he sell them books he, you know he didn't want to file his taxes because he didn't want to look like well i'm in the three percent not the one percent but it's the one percent we need to get you know uh elizabeth warren rich you know uh obviously the obamas are rich um you know people don't like jay-z don't bring up beyonce being right beside him and rich and more money than him come on you know so i don't know seems seem like if it's the neoliberal thing all over again where uh i remember a couple years ago that was a big one where i was like wait neoliberal just starting to sound like an insult y'all throw at people y'all don't like right right and that's what capitalist has become like it it, it is a word means things it is a word it does have a meaning but you're not applying it cor- quote unquote correctly in these situations you're just throwing it out there depending on if i like you or not if i like you you're not a capitalist go get that money if i yeah. don't like you you're a capitalist and you quote unquote for some reason scheming on the system and trying to get over on the system and trying to make all this money you know so for, for and, and then like when does that count like because when you start out and you don't own your shit it's not like you start out and you're like i own everything so like when you start out and you like say you're a musician all right let me try to buy my own masters cool let me try to start my own label okay cool let me uh try to get my own um you know clothing line let let me get into this game and like like at what point do we go oh my god you you were supposed to just stay in your lane and be a rapper and you know make thirty thousand dollars a year like what's the rules on that and, and you know what if and the thing is it varies from person to person that, that's why it's, it's kind of hard to pinpoint it because it's all of, almost like a personal preference on this shit and truth be told for a lot of people particularly a lot of black people you're not a quote-unquote capitalist until white people look at your shit and white people start looking at your shit and white people start giving your money you start getting that white gaze all of a sudden you because you are a capitalist i, I wonder I, I know i'm mispronouncing i'm sorry yeah i wonder though because like even with that say like you know like recently the reed is getting a tv deal mm-hmm. I'm, and i'm, I'm excited and i'm gonna too. be watching right i'm happy for them and i'm you know they didn't report the money but i was like i hope they secured the bag so right hear it when am i supposed to root start rooting against that like what point am i supposed to be like well okay now it's getting a little too ridiculous you really still trying to secure the bag after all this you know like i just wonder what the number is i because I, it's it feels like people just get sick of you and then it becomes that like it's not yeah. like a magical moment or a thing um you know colin kaepernick makes 20 million dollars he's worth 20 million dollars and i saw somebody today that was saying how like y'all defending jay-z and y'all broke defending capitalism you idiots ha 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 but then their next tweet was about how much they supported colin kaepernick i'm like that you're i mean you're broke compared to colin kaepernick you you just like him so it's different like i always looked at it as a workplace dispute essentially he has earned the right to be able to earn those millions of dollars to play football 
that's as far as it really goes once you start throwing in these like like kind of like activist leadership roles on people i don't know that everybody fits the fucking mold on that they they don't and also it i feel like this is a lot of things that play like you say is whether or not they like you or not it, uh it also boils down to um whatever magical number people plucked out the air and also I, and also i think for me for uh the white gaze i think the white gaze plays a big factor in in and whether this is not too and yeah but how deep into that Hmm? how deep into that white gaze because like i know like, that, look that at that cardi, I don't know like look at cardi b right we saw cardi b on love and hip-hop as a stripper uh, on instagram as like look i'm a stripper tra- slash rapper trying to get into the game we watched her rise to will she be on the colbert report or the colbert mm-hmm. late night stuff she's in a movie now mm-hmm. um and she still raps about just like get this money when am i supposed to be like individually you cardi b have gotten enough money your ventures now are just you being a capitalist you're not actually whenever the tide turns and they don't like her no more whenever somebody younger pops up all of a sudden the energy that they're giving her that energy just skips over her and goes to somebody else it's, it's like osmosis it's like okay we offer you let's go on to somebody else and all of a sudden whenever the tide turns on you like for example also because some people go well that's not that if you have the means of production or you create jobs or something that's when you become a capitalist right but that's also what we tell each other to do hey when you get on you have to look out for other people and put them on as well you know Issa Rae gets uh insecure and then all of a sudden she starts going into production mode producing movies and things Mm -hmm. of this nature bringing up the talent that either has gone un- represented unspoken of or just ignored in the game or or uncompensated people that have worked done this labor we always say pay people you know pay people what they're worth or well you know uh secure the money that you're earned you know uh charge the rate you're supposed to charge i I don't know it's so i and i and see i attribute all this to like white supremacy just fucking us up like it's so fucked up we there's no right answer and yet we still come down on each other for having a different solution than the next person because like i said i look at stuff like that and go oh that's dope like me too cool now isa's doing um oh little and you know helping marcel martin you know now isa's doing a black lady sketch show you know now like i'm looking at it as as a yes these these are but i could also see somebody being like at some point like well yeah i don't fuck with her because she got all this money and, yeah, and, and, and she you know it's too much now she a capitalist yeah, and also is jealousy wrapped up in that too there's a lot of factors is wrapped up in that that's why i just tap out of these conversations because i feel like the conversations are almost pointless because it's all individually it's no rules are written nothing set in stone it, it's very fluid it flows with the water it depends on how we feel today how we feel tomorrow how we feel about you next week it's, it's there's no rules and regulations to it so why am i trying to wrap my mind around something that has no rules well, that's what we do here that's what we do here we talk about it um and then the other thing like i was thinking too is like people go well if you give a certain amount of money to charity or back to the community and stuff but it seemed like when we don't like a thing then that goes out the window correct you know i was uh looking at um what's my man gordon baker bone uh he's my friend on, friend on facebook comedian um 
and he had a good post that was showing it was just screenshots of jay-z's charitable efforts and it was on like four of them and then i was like oh i'm looking at this list i'm like there's actually stuff in here that he left out um <laughs> and I was, which is to say like you know he's kind of been doing stuff for a while now he's a coon completely now he's a yeah. sociopathic capitalist yeah. uh opportunist you know and i'm it's just kind of it's yeah it, it really does feel like the first thing you said where it's like if we don't like you then it's you're this now you know yeah, I, and i had to simplify it to that because nothing else logically made sense the foundation of these other factors that are xyz factors that are floating around if you boil it down to if i like you is this and if i don't is this all the other things make more sense to you that's the only way that's the only way it made sense other than that it didn't fucking make no sense because it's irrational and it's illogical and it does not make sense other than i like you so yay and if i don't it's fuck you all day and 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 for a lot of people that's the baseline and when you tell people that's your baseline they don't want to hear that but that's the truth because Mm -hmm. you're not applying these rules across the board to everybody which means if i fuck with you these rules apply if i don't fuck with you these rules apply you're not applying them evenly across the board so that's where it boils down to whether i like you or not and once you get down to that nobody wants to talk about that because once you get to talking about that people know that most people will dismiss them because it's it's all a emotional argument at that point in time it's not based in anything that's based in facts or statistics and all that stuff or people don't bring facts and statistics but it's only to support their side they're not bringing up these facts and these statistics and all this shit to actually have a conversation to actually try to try to figure things out it's always to 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 my point my point my point my point and it becomes these big ass debates online when when people get to talking about it did we really solve nothing did we really solve anything did we really fix anything these just rich niggas doing rich nigga shit uh you know how is their issues directly impacting us other than we're talking about it yeah they really like real talk like i was like thinking about this shit over the weekend you know i talked about it at great length yesterday in the feedback show but not everybody listened to though so they'll have missed some of that and that's mm-hmm. their fault but right. um the thinking about it though i was really like (laughs) sitting back going like everybody in this scenario is a rich person and we are lionizing deifying sanctifying whatever just the ones that sanctifying the ones that you like and i mean that for the people even the people that are defending jay-z as like black leader who is here to you know altruistically help the community and that's it even those people like i i couldn't go i don't i don't see how you can go that hard for anybody in the situation the nfl kaepernick or them like workplace dispute wise i'm absolutely on kaepernick's side i don't even think there's an argument to the to the i saw the other day some whack-ass quarterback i signed to the motherfucking philadelphia eagles who a nigga we know is sorry and you know that motherfucker got a check because they don't want to give colin kaepernick that obvious check that he should get because he's clearly more capable than these people at least the last time we saw him he was but yeah i don't know it's just kind of it's just i don't know it's been bugging me all week and i think maybe reading uh reading that ida b wells book is kind of like seeing like some of the beefs that go all the way back and being like oh people have always felt felt these feelings Mm -hmm. 
and there's always and since the, the since the day <laughs> since the day that like we got freed quote unquote um people been fighting about these different tactics I, and i think we're so fucked up there's no one answer and even when we have gotten galvanized people to try one way or the other none of it ever really works because it always gets torn down whether from within or from without so um i don't know it's just something i was thinking people gone people as uh lakita says in the chat people gone yeah, people so yeah, can't yeah. be too mad at them All right and this is one of those things where it's just human nature and a lot of times when people see these things regardless of if they can relate to the situation or not they apply their real whatever they're dealing with and their philosophies and their life experiences to these other people who live completely different lives and they just assume that they're supposed to respond and react the way that you do mm-hmm. but we're y'all are not even on the, the same financial levels you're like it, it's just not the same but people uh feel as though you quote unquote they I also too think that people make these ties and these connections with people which is fine but they make it to the point where like you say it's like a sainthood it's like a yeah. putting people on pedestals they you know they praise you praise you praise you praise you and because the way online is lord hammers don't praise nobody yeah. you praise somebody you might as well just suck their dick and every day mm. and then suck them off and you, they just the best ever and you can't never say not today you know because all of a sudden they feel people feel like you quote unquote have turned against them and because you have well, it's also that stand culture shit like there's people that want everything a person does to always be great too right and then there's that kind of hater point of the everything this person does is trash and i and i think we see those extremes collide so much Mm -hmm. and there's kind of a confirmation bias like we pick out the one that bothers us the most right so if i'm a fan of beyonce i excuse a lot of the shit the beehive does but then when i see somebody say some fuck shit about beyonce i'm always on that like you know i'm glad they have to her mentions right like that's just that's just kind of the game like confirmation bias but i don't know that people are honest about that part they they play for objective when we're really not objective right now so i know you know for me i joke and stuff like that but i'm not on either extreme i know that the average person is in the middle even these celebrities on a lot of things a lot of them i just every nobody wants to admit there's a lot of motherfuckers in the gray area even your favorite day somewhere in the gray yeah. area one day they might be on the left one day they might be on the right one day they might be on the middle but because everything is quote unquote black and white it has to be black and white all day every day yeah because i i um someone said in the chat and uh this is what i'm getting at which is my guess is as a black man that came from poverty that has now uh i believe a billionaire jay-z cares about black people and he cares about getting his money right that's my guess and to extrapolate on that further i guess pretty much every motherfucker in the sound of my voice that's black also lives in that dichotomy to some extent maybe not the same extent but to some extent right you care about your people but you also care to make sure that you you fed and got a roof over your house and shit too and you feel you care to 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 have the excesses as well you know um uh it's it's one of the reasons people feel like black boycotts are so powerful is because we spend to excess in many areas and it's like well if we cut off our entertainment dollar if we cut off this then what y'all gonna do we move this economy but you would have to have some type of unity in order to do that and i don't think the techniques and the tactics that we use uh or that i see on display are necessarily unifying tactics it's more about individual call outs than it is actual um solidarity and so you can't have both 
Right. It's, you know, it's more instead of, I'm, well, I'm sorry, you meant the feedback show, but instead of you being like Frederick Douglass going, okay, I understand both sides. We actually need people irritating on the inside and the people irritating on the outside. We actually need both of these going on. You know, people on the inside and people on the outside uh, actually want the same things. A lot yeah, of well, and you know, tactics. even with Frederick Douglass, still, you know, still a human being, still Correct. flawed, still had his own vanity um that eventually eroded the relationships that with, with like with the rela- relationship between him and ida b wells mm-hmm. eventually does fall apart but it's his vanity that gets it um and yeah he does he was because he was considered the race man at the time people were people on both sides of different black equations were uh what do you call it were pressed to get his like um support right you know this is back when you could write a letter and a letter would be considered like oh you got a letter on you from frederick douglas okay you must be the realist like that type of shit Mm -hmm. so you had people coming at that shit from different angles that were like i have a project that i think will increase the and help the cause of blackness and i would like your support frederick douglas and you're the preeminent race man and he would be like all right and then somebody else would be like i have a project i don't like that last motherfucker that was just talking to you by the way and my project is kind of the opposite of their project but i would like your signature on it and your consent because it did it would help my chances and he would say yes sometimes to both sides of those and sure on the outside looking in i mean well between those two parties that asked him i'm sure they are like fuck frederick Douglass and fuck him for not supporting just me but you know in hindsight or just from the further view out it's like i can kind of see his point of i don't know which of these things will work i you both seem earnest in your beliefs and i'm not going to pick your aside necessarily i just will support both of y'all and if you know if that were and i'm not saying jay-z is frederick douglas by the way no 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 like no, no, so no, somebody no. writes up here with some bullshit you Mm-mm. will get cussed out no it's, i'm I'm not saying I'm just, that either. i'm only saying like the idea of right. multiple ways to um to accomplish to to try to get after something seems to have seems i guess in the immediacy of it and the passion of it seems to go out the window that there's more than one way because like i said we're not talking about a bunch of broke dudes broke people right and uh we was kind of talking about in the car yesterday and also too i think that everybody has to have a hot take and the thing is about hot takes sometimes hot takes are so hot they get you burnt but nobody ever wants to talk about how they got burnt everybody mm-hmm. wants to you know put they put their own fire out from their hot takes and act like they, they never set the motherfucking kitchen on fire and keep it pushing you know and also that's another reason why things are so black and white when it comes to this shit because sometimes when shit come out sometimes you have to think about it sometimes you have to process it sometimes you have to look at the look at the the picture in its entirety sometimes you have to look at the history and guess what that takes motherfucking time and no no line you ain't got time for time who got time for time when all the hot tweets is going out there and everybody getting retweeted and i feel like we should that's a great point by the way and i feel like there's so many opportunities lost to have a shared humanity a shared human experience but because we're so busy crafting these images of flawlessness and of consistent like black and white takes on everything because that is what we do in general as people and that is what gets rewarded the most i feel like yeah you you end up with like more uh admonishment instead of like um instead of empathy you know Mm -hmm. um 
I was, I was actually reading this piece in the new york times today that i thought was like right on time and also just something i've been thinking about for a long time it's why you know i talk about things a lot differently on the show i talk about things a lot differently on my social media when i talk about them um because i feel like social media social is the big part of social media right yes it is. and that group think that group pressure that peer pressure that that even the like um even the momentum of commentary where i say something you add onto a thing and by the end of it we are both saying the most like salacious version of whatever the fuck we started so like right i like something starts with i don't know about this deal that jay-z made and by the end we're like this coon ass uncle tom you know it was the Might not even it feel was, that way it was the house slaves that, that did her sin you know like by the end of it we're way out to this extreme that we didn't start at we might have started at yeah i don't think this is a good move um or you know this is kind of shady what he did to you know this dude has never been about anything but money you know shit like that right so i feel like uh this article was right on time um and i don't know like i said it's, it's something i've been thinking about and i was like we might as well talk about it on the show it's kind of a long article but we got kind of a long show we do what we want to do as capitalists nobody can stop us because we had a means they sure can creating this podcast and we only employ ourselves so mm, come on now not, not unless you do power and you plan on cutting the power out you ain't stopping us we out here abusing ourselves as employees so fuck y'all um <laughs> down with us up with us uh i'm a black feminist and i think call out culture is toxic this is by loretta ross um who's been in this game for so, quite some time um she says there are better ways of doing social justice work uh, she's an expert on women's issues racism and human rights she's a founder of the reproductive justice theory today's call out culture is so seductive i often have to resist the overwhelming temptation to clap back at people on social media who get on my nerves call outs happen when people publicly shame each other online at the office in classrooms or anywhere humans have beef with one another but i believe there are better ways of doing social justice work recently someone lied about me on social media yo that is the fucking words it's the worst yo no one to tell you i don't know what to tell you that's the worst feeling yeah and a lot of people have never experienced that particularly on public platforms so they they don't understand why people respond the way they do and they just tell you well you ought to just live by no 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 motherfucker they're not lying on your black ass so yeah. you don't have a uh you don't have skin in the game so you don't care learning to have to watch that and let it go is come on been a um that's been a big thing for me and it was a big challenge and you know i feel like at least right now that shit is kind of behind me like where if i see somebody say some shit that you know is fucked up or not accurate or just a complete fucking lie about me or whatever i've gotten to the point now where i'm like yeah just mute block move on because you have to you, if you you can spend out they want to get your attention and they want you to feel like that's the goal they want you to feel like i control reality and i control the way people see you so i can lie on you and then you have to deal with this and uh no that's not Guess true what? i don't have to deal with it and, and those that care will see you know it's that, it's that funny thing right you, people always use this as a as an insult but uh i'm gonna use it for something that you never hear for which is like a positive affirmation right uh when they say <laughs> believe people when they show you who you are show you who they are mm-hmm. you know like believe them the first time believe them yeah that also goes for good shit too though people don't talk All about right. that part because people only use that to to insult people or to like to basically say i always knew you wasn't shit but yeah people will believe 
eventually people will believe the things you show them anyway so mm-hmm. i just try to make sure i show good them bad. the good and show them what i'm about and then just let them judge themselves because because but that's the feeling the paranoia they rely on but yeah i, I can relate is what i'm saying because yeah, you can stay trapped yeah um and you giving them power by mm-hmm. buying into like yes, let me go are. back and try to fix this narrative and let you guys know the real shit like mm-hmm. for it's, what it's not gonna matter for what because by that point it's not going to matter and a lot of times just have a big ass fallout on social media and nobody cares and the only people that actually do care are only there about the mess and then you Mm -hmm. do have people that actually care and those people that care are going to end up arguing with people and it just becomes a big fucking to do yeah and and people gonna believe what they want to believe anyway so right so nobody's mind's gonna be changed yeah someone lied about me on social media and i decided not to reply never wrestle with a pig as george bernard shaw said you both get dirty and besides the pig likes it and one of the best ways to make a point is to ignore someone begging for attention thanks michelle obama for this timely lesson most people who read her book becoming probably missed that she subtly threw shade this way mm-hmm. uh call outs are often louder and more vicious to, on the internet and amplified by the clicktivist culture that clicktivist right i saw that word and was like <laughs> I turned yeah, that's to, real i turned into that airplane past it flew off into the sky have y'all seen that gift I, yes. turned it I was like oh she's telling i gotta read this whole thing uh click the risk culture that provides anonymity for awful behavior even incidents that occur in real life like barbecue becky or permit patty can end up as admonitory me uh, an admonitory meme on social media social media offers new ways to be the same old humans by virally exposing what has always been in our hearts good or bad my experiences with call outs began in the 1970s i told you man she's not new to this she true to this okay um as a young black feminist activist i sharply criticized white women for not understanding women of color i called them out while trying to explain intersectionality and white supremacy i rarely questioned whether the way i addressed their white privilege was actually counterproductive they barely understood what it meant to be white women in the system of white supremacy was it realistic to expect them to comprehend the experiences of black women 50 years ago black activists didn't have the internet but rather gossip stubbornness and youthful hubris we believe we could change the world and that the most powerful people were afraid of us efforts like the fbi's contel pro projects created a lot of discord often the most effective activists were killed or imprisoned mm-hmm. but it nearly but it nearly always started with discrediting them through a call-out attack yeah uh so several things in there i think are interesting um the part about white women which some people are gonna, this is a black feminist talking some people are going to hear this as like some type of protection of black white women but this is i truly do believe this about white people they don't know anything about race they've been they like black people know because we live an experience and the only reason we know is because we live this experience we start seeing the cracks and the lies white people don't even be looking for the cracks in the lies because they just think this is how it's supposed to be right they don't think about like my grandparents were probably my great great grandparents probably witnessed uh lynching mm-hmm. like as a child or an adult may even have a, participated in one now i expect that lineage to hand down to me racial in- inequality uh, like they supposed to they supposed to make me be uh, grow up to be a healthy not racist person when they probably feel like health is being racist but but they don't never use that word they don't say hey i want you to grow up and be racist like me they would never say that and they're also feeding and clothing me you know and before we can get on our high horses black people 
how many of y'all had to unlearn homophobia how many of y'all had to unlearn a lot of misogynistic shit how many of y'all had to unlearn a lot of rape culture stuff and still working to anytime you're indoctrinated into something or you have privilege in a certain way you we have that 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 thing within us and i feel like what happens is we go well my thing is blackness and i know how it feels to be black and i'm angry about what the fuck y'all have done to me Mm -hmm. and therefore i can have no empathy i can have no understanding i just want to feel good by raging out on you and if i rage out on you i want to call that something if i want to call that something i'm gonna call it activism i'm gonna call that um a call out i'm gonna call that accountability but let's talk about how we actually learn how did you learn let's let's talk about school right learning a learning environment let's talk about school if you said if i sat you down as a listener or whatever i said hey person i want you to come up with a curriculum and a way to teach kids um i don't know the united states history right how what are the techniques you're going to use right to teach these kids are you going to bring them into class and start yelling at them in their face mocking them calling them stupid for getting shit wrong is that going to educate them like let's be real about it because i feel like that's the part that's missing in this is like hate it's like we call this shit education but it's not it's Mm. us get it's, it's a cathartic like emptying of the rage and the and the and the depression and the sadness Come and the on anger now. it's it's all of that coming out of us and we yep. call and then we go you the target of this should have been edified by that but yet we know as human beings regardless how, how the fuck your privilege is set up or any of that most people do not go and now i have been taught thank you most people say fuck you you came at me with anger and rage i am shutting this down and i am retreating into my privilege and it's a cyclical thing that happens over and over and it never stops right and the thing is that those feelings because i've been there those feelings have got to come out but they have got to come out in a more constructive manner and people don't want to hear that or either you need to go to a therapist psychologist psychology psychology pray about it do whatever you need to do to actually exercise that shit out but yelling at somebody never works because you individual when somebody has yelled at you you respond back with anger because they came at you with anger right and i don't even want to say it never works but it definitely has a much lower chance of working especially within strangers because like maybe you've learned a lesson because like your mom or your dad or somebody close to you yelled at you but that person also like did a bunch of other shit to foster that relationship so that a moment of outburst might be an educational lesson for you in a way that if a stranger just started yelling at me on the internet or even on the street i might not pick that up as a lesson you see what i'm saying that that, yeah that that's true and and that depends on your personality but i know for me yeah i learned but for me you get to yelling at me you completely turn me off i don't yeah. know if i know you or not i'm like I the fuck you. is this i feel you i'm not knocking that at all karen mm-hmm. i i completely understand i think that's the vast majority of people i just wanted to leave that caveat out mm-hmm. there that there might be a person out here listening right now going i'm gonna write into them and tell them one time i got yelled at and it did help me right. so i'm just saying maybe it does help a few, uh, a few it doesn't people. help every we know for a fact this is not a method we would use to teach mm-hmm. masses of people it's not the norm right it's not the norm and if if anything it makes you feel more pious 
nice and more saintly because it's like i called you out and i'm a better person than you and that's what it really comes from but we don't want to talk about that you know because as long as you calling them out for the right buzzword then it's you're the hero and the other person becomes a villain right and at the end of the day everything that you quote unquote claim that you want to accomplish you never got accomplished because like you said it's that is 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 that bias where it's that uh we go around in circles i yell at you you run back to whiteness then i'm like haha i know you're gonna run back to whiteness well have you ever thought about changing your approach because at the end of the day if you're trying to reach somebody you're constantly running people off who are you reaching who are you healing who are you helping who are these people that's going back to their community who are these people that's getting enlightened when everybody's running away from you yeah i also don't know any of these activists online that i haven't seen called out sincerely by other people and been and i've been told or saw people saying not to fuck with them i don't know one of them any like you can just either ignore the shit that's said about them or whatever but all of them i haven't met one of them that people haven't been like oh and also fuck her because she did blank or he did that or whatever um so yeah uh i too have been called out usually for a prejudice i had against someone or for using insensitive language that didn't keep up with the rapidly changing conventions that's part of everyone's learning curve but i still felt hurt embarrassed and defensive fortunately patient elders helped me grow through my discomfort and appreciate that context intentions and nuances matter um yeah this is one of the things i say too like when it comes to stuff like um like i was talking to justin the other day he was like you know i don't like people at work when they say like african-american and he was like you know what i'm saying and i was like not really and he was like what do you mean he was like, he's like like just say black and i was like yeah i'm not bothered by either one of those me either like that's not like because there there was a time when people were thought it was racist the other way they were like don't call me black i'm an african american like it has changed multiple times in my life come on i'm not that i'm 40 but i'm just saying it's it's changed multiple times and i remember it like like i remember being like as a black person being like wait we were mad about what now Which, which one is it i thought we was just like off colored and negro i thought we was off okay so right. and one time if you keep reading through history there was a time when colored was cool that was right. fine black people were like i am colored call me colored that's cool mm-hmm. then it, it becomes every all these words end up becoming the face of what white people hate because they just hate black people period so it's like okay well now we don't like colors okay don't call me colored i am an african american you know and we're all the way back to black by the way because there was a time when we were called black and it was just an insult these blacks it's like oh i'm not a black i'm colored you know (laughs) like like it was always there's always a uh some level to be offended to but it's really the you know the underlying offense that we're mad at anyway um but yes the shit does change and that's why i was like you know when it comes to like if your heart is in the right place and you're trying to understand and like use somebody's pronouns correctly you might fuck up the reason you fuck up is proximity by the way Mm -hmm. because none of us are perfect so the closer you have these people in your life that are different from you and marginalized eric groups that you're not in the closer your fuck-ups are going to happen you see what i'm saying so like the chances of me insulting somebody who's trans by accidentally calling them the wrong pronoun is zero if i never have a trans person around me all right i'll never have to worry about it right i could be woke as i want to be in my brain but then when you start living a life where this now these scenarios are in your face these 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 um chances and opportunities to mess up are in your face most people are not comfortable with that 
Mm, they panic and they just step out because it it, it 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 then it then takes away our perfection of the image that we want to put out so it's like damn i'm i accidentally called you the wrong pronoun i'm so sorry i didn't and you know and you know but you want to know us wild if your heart is in the right place and they can the vast majority of people in any marginalized group will understand that you as a person of privilege do not fucking understand the what their life is like and you don't and is and you're unlearning this shit and you may have fucked up but and and it's not gonna turn into i'm gonna pull a knife out and stab you right most of the time and which is what so many people of privilege are afraid of that well the well-meaning ones right fuck fuck the not male so so many are afraid of that that they get defensive but in most cases it's like no 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 no, man don't call me um african-american you can just say black boom taken care of but if you come at it with the fuck you mean african-american then obviously that's the nightmare scenario everybody's worried about so um yeah i I think that's that's i think that's a a truth that we don't hear a lot because everybody wants to be so woke it's like i've never fucked up i'm always perfect i i knew these things before i knew these things i didn't (laughs) uh so yeah um and shout out to the elders within her community that were like yo let me walk you through this because when you get called out you do have feelings about it and we always just go those feelings aren't valid that's not true yeah your feelings are valid when you get called out too and you do have to work through them and us ignoring those feelings is diff like that's not helpful i do understand not quote-unquote centering those feelings like we don't want to make this all about you but yeah like there is a residual emotional effect to the way people interact with each other that's just human nature so if if you say black and i want to be called african-american i call you a cracker ass motherfucker you might have your feelings hurt by that and we should recognize like yes that was intended to hurt your feelings and your feelings are hurt and you are gonna have to deal with that before we can even move on because you're gonna be fucked up off of that that's like I, like people just think it's uh they think it's a uh they think it's like a um what's the right word uh hierarchy they think it's a hierarchy of feelings and then mm-hmm. that's how human beings work but we only experience our experience so, feelings, so our our feelings are almost always at the top right because there are feelings yeah every individual's feelings are almost always at the top of whatever they do like and and and, and only like rare exceptions do we see humans not put themselves first in situations so we should at least understand that that's part of it so if we don't have to get to this lesson of like how do i injure you let how do we start before we get to the injury how do we start with like okay let's try this technique before we skip to 100 you know all right um she goes on to say um colleagues help me understand i experienced things through my trauma there was a difference between what i felt was true and what were facts come on now this, this ain't easy and it ain't over even as an elder now myself but i wonder if contemporary social movements have absorbed the most useful lessons from of the past about how to hold each other accountable while doing extremely difficult and risky social justice work can we avoid individualizing oppression and not use the movement as our personal therapy space a lot of people do that yeah um both of those things are are things that really struck to the core for me because how often do we put the entire system of injustice on a person on one person one person like this person is this system well we know it's a system that needs to be dismantled but we just look at it like one like and i think that's why we continue to fail like uh Mm -hmm. or continue to repeat certain cycles like 
for example this is something we talk about in, uh, when we come to politics donald trump is emblematic of the republican um like way of life mm-hmm. like he's not an he's an individual that is detestable but the people supporting him believe the same things yes they do so it's that thing when people go like well if we can just get rid of him and you're like that will do nothing right because the system still will keep moving yeah getting rid of him would do nothing it'll do absolutely nothing so and if we don't have the will or the education or the ability to change things like that then you're gonna have to find another way you know if you like to just oh well we'll just dismantle him and then everything will be fixed okay Mm -hmm. well then we'll just have mike pence and if not him then some other motherfucker we hate right um okay and then um, you know saying the jay-z thing too like he's a capitalist that's the problem it's like he's a one person like just now we now we're like it's his it's all on him well okay if it wasn't him what last year was supposed to be puff daddy and ti that was gonna buy a team mm-hmm. so well like what what why weren't we coming at them this hard um thus even at um oh yeah and then move, using the movement as personal therapy spaces uh that's some real shit because i'm telling you man people be going through trauma and then right especially the people that are activists they've been going through it even worse than just a regular person because they targeted by these people that are out to like get them right like these people are killing some of these people people are incarcerating these people then when no matter what moves they make no matter what decisions they arrive to people are getting on them either way Mm-hmm. oh you went to this protest fuck you you just erased everybody that was already at the oh, protest you didn't go oh you didn't go to this protest fuck you you don't care about this cause i oh, can't believe you fake woke motherfucker right oh you didn't talk about this topic deck like everything right. that happens regardless of how i don't want to say minute it is but because it's all important right but nobody can keep up with every fucking you tweeted that has died you it's impossible to you tweeting future lyrics you know that he is abusive sis that what you don't get like you, you are activist green sugar yeah you don't get to watch you don't get to watch tv you don't get to have fun you don't get to and to be on that much to be scrutinized that much many times by while they not getting paid right a lot of these motherfuckers broke as you and me like that shit does wear on them and it and if and then i think it's one of the reasons a lot of the uh quote-unquote call outs from other activists to other activists not to belittle what they doing but a lot of times it's because i mean coincidentally the person they calling out is more quote-unquote owned than Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. coincidentally oh you okay you found you got some activism popping your shit working you you know what you was never shit and how come what about this moment from three years ago on twitter what about this thing you did that i didn't agree with what y'all really gonna support this person you know what i'm saying it's like well it always does seem to be a person that's not doing as well talking about the person doing better than them almost a hundred percent of the time and that energy you could be focusing on your own shit you know and or the other other thing people do you're not gonna call out your other friend like oh so you were activist and you took a picture with this person in 1995 like it's that kind of shit so you know i can see how it would be like maybe these people would need some type of therapy i think everybody could use it but like maybe you know in a lot of cases when you that scrutinized that public and that chastised and also that lionized right i can see how people would be like yeah um you you know you're using this shit to work out stuff that's inside of you 
Right, because nobody is built, nobody's born knowing how to navigate these spaces. All right, you got PTSD from this shit. Come on now. You know? So, and, and, you know, I try to be, and that's why I said when people come at me for not being hard enough on folks, I'm always like, because I'm allowing that they're human. I don't know them. I don't want to judge them. You know what I'm saying? Well, what about when this activist, did you see what they said? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know their experience. Mm-mm, I don't know what they been know? through, baby. Well, this, this person's shady. Okay. That's what, and the person calling them out, people say they shady. I don't know. Right. You know, anyway. Thus, even an incest and hate, thus, even as an incest and hate crime survivor, I have recognized that not every flirtatious man is a potential rapist, nor every racially challenged white person is a Trump supporter. Yeah, that, I think that's a big thing we all do too, you know. So a white person say some shit we don't like, it's like, that nigga love Trump. It's like, oh, maybe. <laughs> not saying y'all, not saying you're wrong all the time, but like, we throw everybody out with that bathwater. Don't, like, if, it's like this motherfucker fuck up a little bit we like see i told you this motherfucker was in the clan it's like okay there's levels to this shit yeah there's levels and i've been guilty of that because i'm like fuck it yeah yeah you, you. i mean you get to the point where you like you know i don't got time to shift i ain't got time to look at nobody's individual bylines fuck it yeah it's that ptsd i think of dealing with racism and mm-hmm. dealing with certain situations that make us that way but is that healthy is that no is that the approach to uh activism that would be the most productive i don't think so no i i have uh learned and i have grown and i had to get myself to a place where yeah black people know that every white person they run into and interact with is is not racist they understand that but as a totality as a unit as a crew in a record label oh no 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 it's it's all racism Mm-hmm. yeah i think and with her as an activist talking about you know the work she's doing in these areas uh i think it's even different than just your individual life i think she's talking about like i go out well we'll get to it well because you'll see what she's saying later okay um, but I, I i understand her point which is like you can't live with that no you can't. and you can't more importantly you can't work with that agreed um we're a polarized country divided by white supremacy patriarchy racism against immigrants and increasingly vitriolic ways to disrespect one another are we evolving or devolving in our ability to handle conflicts frankly i expect people of all political persuasions to call me out productively and unproductively for my critique of this culture it's not a partisan issue yep and that's the part everybody misses one person's dragging is another person's harassment and i've seen it happen for a bunch of different reasons over the years but it yes, all but it all looks the same at the end of the day and yes it does whether you think it's righteous or not like republicans do it people dox folks i think somebody accused bernie sanders campaign of doxing somebody just just like last week that after after being called bernie bros and all the shit they've dealt with they still going they still have that shit happening and that's not that's not republicans that's not fox news that's a supposedly socialist democrat or democratic socialist whatever you want to call it whatever you want to call it supposedly that's that's one of the good ones and that's what people do because the the tactics are the same doesn't fucking matter the heart of the matter is there's a much more effective way to build social justice movements they happen in person in real life of course some so many brilliant and effective social justice activists know this already 
people don't understand that organizing isn't going online and cussing people out or going to a protest and calling something out patrice con colors a founder of the black lives matter movement wrote and how we get how we fight white supremacy we wrote that uh we read that on the show a long time ago mm-hmm. um and i think it was after 2016 and she was basically saying like yeah the way i went about some of this shit was not productive we should have been registering people to vote at our uh, events like we were so anti the quote-unquote system and so keen on doing shit outside of the ways that are typically defined that we may have like missed the mark on some of this shit we had opportunities that we let go by us and now look where we are and i i don't and people got on her like the same person you put on a pedestal because and i feel like that's the social part of social media she was outside the group think for a second and was like looking back on this and the movement that i helped start i feel like we could have did better or we could do things differently going forward and people was mad at her right and a lot of that boils down to you 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 hit the nail on the head and a lot of people never accept this the reality of there are a lot of hurt people out there and they don't know and they have not properly dealt with the hurt and their pain and the reality and the racism of living in this fucked up society we call America. They, 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 these feelings are there and they don't know what to do with these feelings. So anytime they quote unquote feel like somebody has changed sides, all of a sudden this anger straps out because I remember that and I do agree with some of the things that she was saying, if I'm not mistaken. She was like, hey, we got to work with white people to get shit done. Yeah, and people was mad. And, but you know what? That's the goddamn truth. And I know people don't want to hear that. You have got to work with white people. If you want their money, you have got to work with them. If you want laws to change, you have got to work with them. That's the way the the game is rigged. And people don't want to hear that. Yeah. It's inconvenient, but it's a fight as old as time. Right. For every, for example, when I worked to deprogram incarcerated rapists in the 1970s. Ooh. Right. 1970s, by the way. This shit goes back, you know. This is the stuff I be talking about when I'm like, the, the, cause people, you know, sometimes I, you know, get bristled a little bit when I mock, like, some of the shit I see on the internet or whatever. Well, understandably, but when I mock, like, uh, I think Shana wrote in and I was, she was like, you know, you're talking about these people online that go say they're prison abolitionists and shit. And she, uh, she's like, as a prison, a real prison abolitionist or a person that's worked with them, I feel like, you know, these people aren't really representative. And I'm like, well, that's kind of the point I'm making. Cause the real deal is, is different than the shit you see on Twitter when mm-hmm. you're only a prison abolitionist when the criminal looks like you. Right. Then you're not a prison abolitionist. Mm-mm. if you against the death penalty for everybody except like dylan roof then, then you're not against the death penalty for real right. and that and, and by the way i'm not judging i i'm i understand i'm not against it really because i can't pass that test myself you know i hey I, I would like to see prison reform blah 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 if you said okay well we need restorative justice and we need to heal people and we need to get them out i'll be like okay but to a point so i ain't really about it all the way because if you put r kelly in my face i'm gonna tell you he can go to hell so i how i'm gonna then turn around on you and be like but but look i'm righteous and i'm a prison abolition i'm not really you know and the way that we treat people and it's normally those same group of people that claim to be about this type of like we need a like a very radical reform to the economy society incarceration everything people that i'm like yeah i I could i could get with that but i don't want to get with them because they fraudulent as fuck because when it's a social impasse they treat it like a death sentence 
a social death sentence so they're not really about that life if if you're a i gotta bring up this one time you said blank person do you can't be a uh how how you even that's the same energy of i want a box where i can see if you're a felon because i don't want to hire you if you served your sentence and did a crime or what i don't even want to fucking hire you so um i'm gonna need this box they banned the box in like uh i think um oregon maybe and i I mean we don't hear stories out of there like look how this uprooted the fucking economy and now every mcdonald's is being robbed by the cashier like no it it just they they didn't need it right and but there's something inside of us individually that does get off on that even the ones of us that claim to be so fucking woke there is something in us and we're not being real if we ignore that we're something in of a, in us that goes but not that nigga you know that's why i relate those two issues because i'm talking about the heart of the matter inside of you not the you know well technically i mean if i don't want to uh if i got a problem with Nicki minaj dating a dude that did uh that was convicted of sexual assault that's not the same as saying i don't want to work with somebody that's convicted yes the fuck you know that the odds of you being like i mock Nicki minaj for dating somebody that's been accused of sex uh been uh, convicted of sexual assault and then you wanting to work beside somebody who's been convicted of sexual assault the odds are very low that that's not a fucking venn diagram of a complete circle come on like oh well that's different in the workplace no most of y'all are going to feel the same way both places you know it just is what it is we got to be honest about the shit but like i said i respect her righteousness on this even though i can't go there with her i respect the fuck out of that because she's like i'm a sexual assault victim in the 1970s i'm trying to deprogram and rehabilitate incarcerated rapists i can't imagine i cannot imagine that level of strength but i but at the same time i can respect the fuck out of that oh yes i do because that that's the kind of work that i'm just like how do people even do that work um in the night she says i told him that's, that's how you know you about that life that, more like, than me like, and i try to be fun like like more than say, a lot of like, people like you say the shit and you actually mean it yeah i respect al sharpton because if a site rocky talked about me like that it's no fucking way i'm helping him you know i'm not like that i'm not as good as him i strive to try to be like that there's certain times i look at people uh serena williams going back to that motherfucking um golf i mean tennis um tournament Mm -hmm. where they were racist to her i don't know if i got that in me lebron james going back to cleveland i don't know if i have that in me because i you know at at some point i still bump up against that ego in myself i'm like nah fuck a greater cause fuck all that y'all said this shit about me so i have great respect for that i don't go you a fool better than you I, i really do say i hope i hope when i'm tested like that to be able to have the the strength of character to say you know what i feel like it's a bigger moment for the race a bigger moment for society for me to use this example and show people something that they don't see often which is a person going outside of themselves and being like nah i'm y'all fucked up and i'm gonna come in here and um and, and we'll try to work this out you know and that's the thing you have to look outside of yourself because that's the thing you also have to have a lot of compassion and a lot of understanding that 
people are people regardless of what the fuck they done and nobody wants to hear that part of it because it's really easy to write people off and just say fuck you regardless of what you did and just fuck you forever and ever and ever but there is a real person behind that and and yes you i think you do need to be separated from society and go to jail and all that shit too but there still is a person yeah well she goes into into it um i told the story of my own sexual assaults it opened the floodgate for theirs they were candid about having been having raped women admitted having done it to men or revealed being raped themselves as part of our work together they formed prisoners against rape the country's first anti-sexual assault program led by men Hmm. i believe me too survivors can more effectively address sexual abuse without resorting to the punishment and exile that mirrors the prison industrial complex nor should we use social media to rush to judgment in the courtroom composed of cliques if we do we run into the paradox audrey lord warned us about what she said that the master's tools will never dismantle the master's home yeah people always use that as a way to dismantle uh as a way to say like people shouldn't work on uh, integration topics like like uh no you can't be a politician and also try to dismantle the politician system it's like the same people that got fucking um the squad in their avatars and y'all love alexandra ocasio cortez and rashida talib and uh ilhan omar and ayana presley y'all stand them down guess what they're doing guess what guess 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 what what they're doing where they're trying to do this from so we can't like this like these type of platitudes and shit that people throw out there they not always true and we don't always believe that at least our action show we don't because then we support these folks technically speaking everybody should have been like fuck them the second they put their name on the ballot and been like nope that see we lost them sisters but no we was like yes go sis go off but there'll come a day when these women mark my words are tenured enough and successful enough that we will turn on them too. i will turn yes they we will turn on them too nothing has to change about them Mm-mm. but in order to to work in that system for any length of time whether you make a compromise whether you just make a decision that we didn't agree with just the fact that we now know your name and feel like you have more establishment than you did before we will try to tear those women down and i and it's, it's something will happen anyway um but yeah i, I think she uh one of the reasons on this show that i stopped really doing the segment about trash uh i've said it before um is one uh it was definitely i don't believe anybody's trash period like it is what it is like or or just the va- i don't believe the vast majority of people are trash i think people make mistakes people fuck up whatever but to then say somebody is completely trash means they're irredeemable and it's impossible for that person to um to ever grow or change and i'm not gonna make a habit of hating individual people knowing that individuals change i might hate their actions uh, right. i might hate the way they stand for something right now but <laughs> but there's always even if it's a small percentage there's always a chance that they don't end up where they started right right that being said um it is a lot of that a lot of like that we're going to treat every accusation as the truth we're going to treat every um we're gonna treat every uh situation no matter how whether it's cleared or not whether it's proven or unproven it's just gonna always be a shadow over you you know even in situations when um when uh when people have different degrees of um 
violations we treat it the same even the criminal mm-hmm. justice do- system doesn't do that Mm-mm. but in the public justice system we definitely do that Every, everything is a hundred you yeah. like nah nigga some, some things is a five and some might be a 25 some might be 82 everything can't be a hundred yeah if you said some stupid shit that's the same as you being a rapist those you are know not the same but but i mean that's how it's treated right like we don't have room everything is a death sentence yeah everything's black and white on, on social media there's not a lot of like i just don't like this nigga i roll my eyes when i see their face but they're allowed to work we're like you hired so-and-so don't you know he grabbed a booty in 2001 i can't believe i will never see this movie you know like but that's what we are with a lot of this shit you know um and 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 it does kind of mirror that like every every sin is unforgivable mm-hmm. you know um, every sin is unforgivable but my sins yeah it's a, well it's a life sentence for everybody and then the but fact me. is everybody just about has fucked up at some point yes they have which is which is always the funniest shit whenever like someone that has been calling everybody else out has somebody come forward like well one time you tried to kiss me at a party and it's mm-hmm. like oh i told you someone so wasn't shit either you know everybody getting by somebody's grace uh we can build restorative justice processes to hold the stories of accusers and the accused and work together to ascertain harm and achieve justice without seeing anyone as disposable people and violating their human rights or the right to due process and if feminists were able to listen to convicted rapists in the 1970s we can seek innovative and restorative methods for accused people today that also applies to people fighting white supremacy on a mountaintop in rural tennessee in 1992 a group of women whose partners were in the ku klux klan asked me to provide anti-racist training to help keep their children out of the group all day they called me a well-spoken colored girl and inappropriately asked me uh, to sing negro spirituals i naively thought at the time that all white people were way beyond those types of insulting uh anachronisms instead of reacting i responded i couldn't let my hurt feelings sabotage my agenda i listened to how they joined the white supremacist movement i told them how i felt when i was eight and my best friend called me nigger the first time and i heard that word the women and i made progress i did not receive reports about further outbreaks of racist violence from that area for my remaining years monitoring hate groups Hmm. that right there is the shit i'm talking about yeah she's actually looking at the bigger picture and that's very very even in that moment right for people to do how many of us can do that uh you a well spoken colored man uh sing me a negro spiritual huh all y'all kids gonna be in the clan because fuck crackers all right y'all have a good one <laughs> fuck y'all y'all had to hang me tonight bitch spit in your face how about that you know what i mean like no you failed to test no progress no 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 roger like that's some real i don't like i I said i don't got it in me she is about that life it ain't just words on the piece of paper she is trying to actually change the world and when you're trying to change the world you have got to constantly put your own self ego to the side that's very hard to do because everybody has an ego but i have a lot of respect for this even if i couldn't do it because partially because i can't do it and i do think she's right right like this is the shit i'll be talking about like when i talk about i listen to people's podcasts sometimes and sometimes people are like how can you listen to that i'm like well i don't have to agree with it no i don't have to do it i just want to hear their perspective and a lot of times there's logic to it there's reason to it and now i understand that reasoning and i don't say i understand this because i want to debate them mm-hmm. or show them how they're wrong or disprove them sometimes i just want to understand it so i can be like there's other valid perspectives to look at life and this is one of those times where i'm like 
that's valid as fuck and you did you walked the walk you didn't just say like you're like she's not one of those women that does the thing where it's like i'm gonna discredit the me too movement by being like these feminists ain't real feminists like we was feminists nah she's like no this i understand that i've been through this i've been exactly in these type of situations so when i'm sitting in a room of rapist as a sexual assault survivor talking about deprogramming them here's what i found that worked and we were able to establish this and and measure progress in this way hey hats off to you maybe somebody else could say we just go in there and fucking beat the shit out of them dudes and and then they won't be rapists anymore but would that work or would you just feel better um call outs are justified uh oh wait i'm sorry those type of experiences cause me to wonder whether today's call out culture unifies or splinters social justice work because it's not advancing us either with allies or opponents similarly problematic is the cancel culture in quotes where people attempt to expunge anyone with whom they do not perfectly agree rather than remain focused on those who profit from discrimination and injustice call outs are justified to challenge provocateurs uh who deliberately hurt others or for powerful people beyond our reach effectively criticizing such people is an important tactic for achieving justice but most public shaming is horizontal and done by those who believe they have greater integrity or more sophisticated analysis uh or analyses probably they become the self-appointed guardians of political purity call outs make people fearful of being targeted people mm-hmm. avoid meaningful conversations with hypervigilant perfectionists point out uh apparent mistakes feeding the cannibalistic maw of cancel culture shaming Come people on. shaming people for when they woke up presupposes rigid political standards for acceptable discord and enlist other enlist others to pile on sometimes it's just ruthless hazing come on said a word said a fucking word ruthless because it doesn't make sense said the said a fucking word that's real though like because like that's the thing man i think the reason that cancel culture quote unquote and it's in quotes because i understand people say it's not a real thing no one gets canceled right but just because you say it's not real and that the results don't get the quote-unquote cancellation doesn't mean the attempts the effort the harassment the um the toxic friendships and alliances that i created in the wake of of these of of basically like trying to call people out and then you create these friendships of we all call people out all day and we're all online all day and and we call that accountability well if the end result is not to get to the goal that you fucking stated in the beginning to get people to understand to spread the word to educate that what you said if that doesn't happen then it does mean what you're doing is wrong and harmful or at least our best is misleading you're not really doing it for the reasons you say i think a lot of stuff just makes us feel better everyone has done it me me included all of us we've had things where it's like i don't like what this nigga said i i just want to use everything i have to be like fuck this nigga and fuck what they talking about right and we and it makes us feel better and especially if you can get people to join in hey y'all look what so-and-so said people do it on twitter all the time mm-hmm. take somebody's screenshot or repo uh, I, I still think donald trump part of the reason he's he's the 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 perfect twitter person and the reason that he'll never go away on social media is because people can't help but to dunk on him right 
and that helps him more than it hurts him and we all see it and no one can stop themselves Mm-mm. he's the perfect fucking person that a hundred times he can say something stupid 100 fucking time percent of the time and someone you know is gonna at some point retweet that not it's not surprising he said it Mm-mm. it's not even um shocking he says the shit anymore nope you knew he would say it and you can't help but to make yourself look smarter by dunking on this idiot this very powerful idiot you can't help yourself so what are we, what's really happening is the measurables for his account on twitter are tremendous they're out the, they're out of the fucking park probably better than anyone's on twitter mm-hmm. and then we go why won't twitter delete his account why would they right he keeps that interaction twitter's not addicted to him we are right we, you know like we didn't do this with anybody with, with uh same thing when when kanye was be saying something kanye would be having mental health breakdowns and people couldn't help but dunk on him a man that we know isn't well he's literally in his tweet i'm off my medication and i'm not blah 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 and we will be like i can't help it i gotta say something about him we can't help ourselves and then we blame it on other shit and yet at the end of the fucking day the thing that you lie or falsely believe is the the is the end results of calling these people out the quote-unquote accountability we you see you see that dragged around so much when does it happen everybody think about the people that have been called out the most by angry people think about who they are how many of them just double down and never give up and they and they stay fucked up all the time and how many of them come around eventually think about it if you i don't know i don't know any really i don't know any and even when they come around it's never enough anyway because what we're addicted to is really hating them more than we're addicted to whether they grow or anything we're addicted to like the hatred the dopamine we get from being like fuck this person mm-hmm. anyway um and she didn't say call outs weren't justified at all she was just like look if if it's you know like in her, in her case like let's say if it's trump beyond reach uh powerful and the only thing we got in our tool bag is he ain't never gonna listen to us so we just gotta be like fuck trump and hope that one day he just happened to stumble across it okay but a lot of times it's people within your peer group and you're still doing this shit online because it's really just bullying at that point it's really just hazing that she said uh we can change this culture calling in is simply a call out done with love some corrections can be made privately others will necessarily be in public but done with respect it's not tone policing that's another one another mm-hmm. once said once, people do that. once we got the words for shit it just didn't matter because we can always justify how we feel we're all the fucking protagonists of our story so i say something insensitive let's say it's on accident i'm 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 somewhere uh i'm like uh man uh i was at the barbershop and these females walked in okay that's I, that's an offensive term to a lot of people mm-hmm. um you come in and you say um you old broke ass uh i don't know whatever like broke ass fat stupid motherfucker female don't call me female it's like calling me a bitch okay what am i am i gonna go thank you for educating me sis i appreciate that i would never say that term again or am i gonna say some like are oh, you tripping see this was wrong with females and now we got a whole fucking thing 
you know and it always has or if i say why you gotta call me a fat stupid motherfucker and it's like but don't tell police me well is none of this is constructive at this point Mm -mm. no what from this point how many of us have seen this very scenario happen in our face and how many of us have seen a resolution that was fruitful in the end Mm-mm. it ended up being a big old fallout and everybody picked sides and it's a three-hour argument on twitter and i completely understand the reactionary feeling of anyone who gets mm-hmm. offended because i've been offended by shit like we've all been here yeah somebody said a lot of times sunday morning ain't no football oh, yeah, niggas sunday ain't morning. watching football as much no more people bored yeah sunday morning twitter is pretty much only this um anyway calling in engages debates with words and actions of healing uh and restoration and without self-indulgence of drama and we can make productive choices about the terms of the debate conflicts about coalition building supporting candidates or policies are a routine and desirable feature of a pluralistic democracy you may never meet a person a member of the clan or actively teach incarcerated people but everyone can sit down with people they don't agree with to work towards solutions to common problems in 2017 as a college professor in massachusetts i accidentally misgendered a student of mine during a lecture i froze in shame expecting to be blasted instead my student said that's all right i misgender myself sometimes we need more of this kind of grace yeah i mean respect so she's an activist and um she's the author of a forthcoming book the calling in calling in the call out culture detoxing our detoxing our movement so i might actually catch that book man real talk i don't know it just felt timely you know i know it's a deep dive and a long read but you know it's our show what are you, what are you gonna do not listen right uh <laughs> uh <laughs> we got right. you on this crack baby <laughs> But yeah it's just something i've been thinking about a lot because i feel like uh i don't know man like the social pressure and of that culture is is very strong i've i've been avoiding it for a long time because as an empath i can't exist like that i can't it'll make it makes me angry it makes me depressed it makes me uh like rage it makes me you know like even like seeing conflicts where i where i can't like sometimes you're on social media it's like you can't take your eyes off of every take about this conflict every Mm -hmm. every post every Mm -hmm. people going back and forth and you know especially with somebody like i know my lane is mostly comedic so i try to find the jokes in certain shit you know like you know i'm thinking about the Kaepernick thing and i'm like ready to just like file some hot tweets or be like oh look what this person said man but they said this earlier you know whatever and then i think to myself like what would the positive what positive could come of that right like what i'm gonna change their mind if i bring up like well you just said anybody supporting jay-z is just supporting capitalism but Kyle Kaepernick is making 20 million is, is worth 20 million and planning to make millions and millions of dollars from a billionaire league like how is he not feeding into the system too if that's his whole gripe is whether or not i can do this like is he changing things on it like what is that because you're expecting him to change things from the inside by kneeling you know so it's but instead of pointing that out which i didn't do like i if i even feel like an observation like that i keep it to the podcast or i keep it on my page or mm-hmm. something like that but um i just started being like fuck it all right agree to disagree you know like i I can still love and respect you and agree to disagree 
i can still feel like um like you don't have to feel that way about me you can call me every fucking level of coon if you want to but if you really believe that something's wrong with you you know they ain't made the motherfucker that can call me a coon and make me believe it period so you know it's cool if that's how people feel that's how people feel but i i I definitely reading that article this morning i was like yes yes like this is righteous this is what righteous is it's not just um i don't know it's not just this shit where uh we we yell at each other all day right and uh like for me a lot of this stuff over the years just watching social media and watching how people respond and watching how people react and you know thinking about the after the election and trump got you know president and all that stuff i you know i went through a lot of emotional hurt and pain and shit like that so for me i had to learn how to be like this shit ain't really that important and i pick up shit too and before you know it you have picked up other people's burdens other people's problems other people's issues all this other shit and shit online all of a sudden it's kind of manifesting itself in your real life about uh you end up consuming so much of these people in your circles that it can really fuck you up and i can speak for me personally that i had to be like you know what this i why am i carrying baggage it's not mine so i had to learn how to let that baggage go to get to the root of the problem to realize i picked up the baggage because the bag i accidentally mistake the baggage is mine because my baggage was so close to it you know how you go mm-hmm. through and the luggage comes around you're like oh that's my bag do you get it you're like no this ain't my bag shit this got more shit than my stuff in it but you hold on to it anyway so you know i had to learn how to just be like you know what i'm picking and choosing what i consume how much of it i consume and guess what sometimes that means i'm not going to be in the know and i'm okay with the not knowing a lot of people have this fear of missing out which is also a factor in a lot of this and the fear of missing out would allow people to just jump in and just say reckless shit and all that shit because they have got to be with the crowds but growing up as a kid i've never been a part of the crowd i've never been a part of the clique i've always been a square i've always been an eyeball so i'm used to not being included yeah well the thing i think about is actually like um you know because doing this job is me keeping up with all this shit Mm mm-hmm you know and you know i've been kind of just slowly changing the format of the show a little bit you know we talk take deeper dives into topics that aren't topical um stuff that's not news article related and stuff but also taking more breaks like that's one of the reasons i do want to take breaks more often and 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 are we are taking breaks more often is because i'm like i need to be away from these things for a bit mm-hmm. you know because being on social media to even as part of promotion or just simply to see what the topics are it we know that these places are toxic places or can be they can be toxic places and we know this because um this is what i meant to bring up earlier she was talking about a lot of this happens online mm-hmm. right well we also know that they we've had social media now long enough where studies are starting to come back with results people are being fucked up by social media yes they are you know maybe it's chicken or egg shit but whatever's happening we know it ain't all healthy and we also know like a facebook can make an algorithm that says i'm going to depress you and it can work think about that like that we know that exists (laughs) like that that's crazy that's that is insane that that exists that they have studied our brains enough to where they go we know what 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 things you will buy by clicking on this ad but more importantly than that we can also use this to be like let's make you depressed let's show you everybody who disagrees with you 
let's show you all your friends who sub uh facebooked you mm-hmm. let's they they know how to do that let's show the conflicts between your friends right okay one of your friends isn't getting along with another one of your friends let's show you both their statuses back to back you see what i'm saying so like they know what they're doing and in order to navigate this uh for the positives of it or whatever you're gonna have to go through a lot of negatives and i think now we're starting to see some of the results and i think there was a time where people thought this new tool of the internet making things go viral using it to call out people companies and other stuff this is going to change the way of life and before companies and people got quote unquote used to it as a way of life i think maybe it did shock a few people into being like yo i need to do better but then at some point it became the other side of that where people see it and they go "Ooh, your tweet went viral because you told um caitlin jenner to go fuck herself well now i'm gonna be the person that says caitlin jenner can go fuck herself a hundred times a day until one of my tweets go viral you know like one of the things i do sometimes is i click on somebody's profile and um especially if i'm like about to say something to them that Mm -hmm. like if i'm about to say something mean or catty or whatever dismissive or or they're saying something to me where i'm just like i want to say something back because i'm like wow really you just gonna talk about me like that i'll click on their profile and start scrolling down and baby it's it's not even like it's uncanny it is almost always they have no retweets they have no likes they have don't no, share no followers they have no interactions with people mm-hmm. even if they share followers with me people follow anybody that doesn't mean yeah. shit and even it, if it they all like an out it's all yeah like yeah. no one it's a cry for help no one's really talking to them you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they're not having conversations like they like they like there's something inside that's missing you know and it makes me sad when i see it. i actually get sad and i shouldn't be because this person is normally uh the reason i'm even looking at their accounts because they just said some wild foul shit to me but i, I get sad for them because i'm like damn dog what's your life like mm-hmm. you know like like you just said like if you're like uh i don't know fuck you for blah 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 and then i go on your account and i see at bomani jones fuck you at jamel hill fuck you at mm-hmm. so like at so and so fuck you yep like that the tweet at the tweet at the tweet yes sir. yeah what what's your life like dog yeah. so i i don't know i think about that shit a lot yeah and me and you kind of function and i do understand that me and you kind of function a little different you know me i'm apt to be like the fuck is this like i know uh you know because that's that's because a lot of that is good or bad or indifference that's a protection mechanism for me um and sometimes it's to the extreme you know mm-hmm. because i'm like oh oh this is some i'm more quick to be like this is some bullshit and tap out <laughs> and roger got to kind of calm me down you know even with some of the fans like the fuck is this and he was like well baby you gotta read and understand what they saying well sometimes even when it's not that's the other part sometimes even when it's a person that um it's not them being mean right right a lot of us crave interaction we're not getting that we're not getting interaction and so online becomes this place where you hope to get in you're like it's like fishing you know even for the positives yeah you know there's yeah. people that spend all day calling folks out and the, the the only interaction they ever have with people is when they call people out right so what do you think they're gonna do all day call people out right there's people that um acting stupid and ignorant is the thing that does it mm-hmm. like uh, there's people that have been satisfied with listen i go online i act homophobic and that's when people interact with me mm-hmm. good good bad or indifferent right and i'm happy and satisfied with that level of interaction because the social because if social i just because if i just say i had a sandwich for lunch i'm getting zero 
if i just talk about my regular life you know i'm not gonna get all this attention you know so i do think that's you know like so anyway her talking about that in the article made me think about like it online versus real life and how much of that matters you know because it's people always get mad like are you discrediting the online movements no movements start online but if they don't have an impact offline then they didn't happen come on you know it has to have some impact that's the whole point at some point you're gonna have to get out of your chair get off your phone talk to some people in the face raise money talk to somebody shake hands have meetings if you want to change shit you're Mm -hmm. gonna have to everybody's righteous from their phone we're always right about the right shit on the phone but but you gotta if you want to like literally organize this shit somebody gotta go out here and talk to some actual people about organizing it you know it's just what it is so i I don't know i think we are all getting the receipts for social media just now so we're, we're learning um another thing that was viral and um people were talking about it someone actually emailed us and wanted us to talk about this um and i didn't have anything to say about it because i've been thinking differently about some of these things lately but uh 45 percent of americans admit that they were they wear the same underwear for two days or more in a row survey finds oh you don't wash your drawers the company called tommy john surveyed 2000 men and women and how long they wear their underwear as well as how long they keep the items since underwear hygiene is based is typically kept behind closed doors we were curious to see the habits of americans and their dirty laundry survey said uh one in two american surveys stated that they've worn the same pair of underwear for two days or more uh the survey stated the conventional wisdom and basic common sense indicate underwear should be changed every day or at least washed after everywhere but when researchers spoke with a thousand of the survey they found the basic standard wasn't universal 45 percent of the people surveyed admitted to wearing the same pair on multiple days with 13 percent saying they worn it for a week or more a week mm-hmm. there go. right so obviously we can do the typical like the same thing people did with leg washing and all that shit uh i'm sure people are trying to make this a white versus black people thing oh, i know you stink you know. right right yeah here's what i thought what about people that's poor that's true right but we get off on laughing at this shit so fuck them four people ha ha you gotta wear the same draws poor person what if you work two jobs and you work in mcdonald's or some shit like that like you don't like what if like this is like i actually while searching for this study i found something else that made me really think so i had put i thought this i thought this survey said 43 percent of americans do this so i put in i was like oh i don't i gotta go find a copy of this survey so survey i mean the, the study so let me just like google 43 percent and it filled in 43 percent of americans i hit enter right enter and what came back was 43 percent of americans admit they're too tired to function at work Woo. 43 percent of americans admit that they're too tired to function at work i'm working two and three jobs 43 percent 45 percent what's really the difference all right we're talking about two percent difference in this study well within the margin of error how many motherfuckers in america are overworked you know dealing like life the quality of life is fucked up and that's when shit like this falls through the cracks normally like sure there's gonna be some people that have all the means and all the you know and just voluntarily walk around i wear the same pair of underwear make a tv show about me we've seen those like the impossible cheapskate type tv shows where it's like i 
i i wear the same underwear for a week it saves me on laundry you know we've seen those people who voluntarily do it right i'm not trying to defend them i do think something's wrong with that and i do think that if you can afford to have that's my thing better hygiene and of course but how much of us in our own privilege is like well yeah i can i would never wear the same underwear it two times in one in, in this i would never wear underwear back to back of course not i don't have to i've never really had to that's the truth i've always been 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 privileged in that area and blessed. never even when my parents even in roseland even in the in the government housing never been that broke but i have had relatives that broke mm-hmm. i have had friends that broke so it made me put a different perspective on it like you know knowing like we all can identify with being too fucking tired to even function at work yes we can it should not be that way in a country 45 percent of us one out of every two and you know many of those people are working two jobs they're working two jobs no health care underpaid come on uh, over educated for the jobs overqualified for some of the jobs people are depressed that's why people quote unquote can't wait for the weekend right 81 percent of the probability based survey responders have jobs that are at high risk for fatigue positions that require sustained attention or are physically or cognitively demanding such as driving a vehicle or working at a construction site one of the most startling uh statistics found by the survey is that 97 percent of americans say they have at least one of the leading nine risk factors for fatigue okay. which includes working at night or early morning working long shifts uh without regular work breaks working more than 50 hours each week and enduring long commutes 76 percent of workers say they feel tired at work 53 percent say feel less productive 44 percent said they had trouble focusing so lack of sleep because you working two or three jobs because you what you ain't doing sleeping so maybe it seems unrelated or whatever could be empath overload on my part but to me seeing both of those studies kind of coincidentally at the same time i was like i don't even really have jokes for the shit like i know that you know you nasty ass put the wash your drawers i know that's gonna be the vast majority of takes you're gonna hear anyone can make those same observations i'm sure but Mm -hmm. you know obviously and obviously if you have the means but all we're really doing is just exposing how fucking good we got it Uh, the fact that we have never and As i had child, to make that consideration i've never had to consider that i'm telling you i've never had to wear this you know the same socks none of that i've always had been blessed in that area of my life yeah um you know uh talking with um bossy uh she said this actually on the read you know mm-hmm. so it's not like some secret thing but she was like you know well you have mental health struggles and you're dealing with certain like bouts of depression and stuff part of some of the first things to go are like hygiene things Mm -hmm. you know and so we're all online in our own type of privilege mocking this shit you know not aware of the people around us that like if look if you're depressed and you want to die you feel like you shouldn't be here then you know you ain't like well what's the point of fucking you know doing any of this this shit shit, right you know so i don't know man i i don't know I, maybe it's just how i'm feeling today or whatever but when i saw it i wasn't even feeling like i'm about to go in on this shit you dirty draws ass like i was really just like man who knows what the fuck is going on with people man so much shit happening we ain't not aware of you know god forbid you uh you uh you know fall into this list of one of these categories or whatever so 
um and i'm assuming people that don't um have the uh i'm assuming that a lot of people that don't do it probably do not have the means to do it right right i agreed so i'm assuming that's they don't have access to to laundromats they might not have the money for laundromats yeah i'm assuming that's what my guess would be if people can most people that can afford to do to to not do that would do it just for the pure pure like shame of it or just you know the luxury of being clean but cleanliness to a certain extent is a privilege in america yes it is Uh, clean showers so anyway good luck man um you know i don't like like i said maybe uh, and i think with the leg washing thing the reason that really became a problem is because someone online said uh they was like a white person and said it like prominently like y'all wash your legs and of course that makes it more salacious right i'm sure if somebody would have said online y'all niggas actually wear drawers one day and change them couldn't be me then then of course <laughs> i would have some jokes for it but that's not how i was introduced <laughs> you know? it just made me immediately think like damn you out here making people care and shit like how fucking fucked up is life you can't even now change your underwear man and i'm still a cold-hearted funny person i mean the jokes is the jokes the jokes is the jokes the jokes is the jokes y'all i mean i don't want y'all to feel like because i show no was like watch your draws yeah don't feel like i'm not i'm not trying to take away y'all's fun if, if i see y'all making jokes i'm not gonna come along and be like but what about the babies i, I understand <laughs> um speaking of which less how long we've we been going Ooh, all right let's do some uh let's do guess the race i don't think it's gonna i think fucking with black people is probably all bad shit let me see Duh, all bad shit take a quick look uh ain't it always all bad mm, no no it's not always all bad um yeah i'm gonna go ahead and skip it though i'm gonna go ahead and skip <laughs> did you did you take you take a piece of, i a took piece a look in there and it's like donald glover coming in there going what the fuck i took a look and everything. donald glover was in there with a birthday cake backing out so everything burning we'll do some guest race now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest race time now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today karen and the chat room to guess the race and uh, of course everybody playing is racist so let's put our empathy away and start talking shit about criminals all right <laughs> <laughs> uh uber we know what you really came here for Mm mm-hmm sorry about earlier y'all uh uber east driver arrested for filing a false kidnapping report oh and uber east driver who told deputies a man kidnapped her during a delivery to newport richie has been arrested after investigators said she lied the pasco pascal county sheriff's office said 35 year old heidi schmutz claimed a man got in her car as she was loading her vehicle with food at den- at the denny's in newport richie at 3 a.m damn man the gig economy is some bullshit denny's at 3 a.m no one should be there that's actually where crime happens <laughs> right. if you say siri uh 
show me where crime is located it'll be like 3 a.m at denny's so somebody was ordering uber eats because that's probably the only thing on the list denny's yeah them and uh, hop and waffle house yep the only three people on the list schmutz said the man told her to start driving that she had a gun that he had said he had a gun that's why her story was believable she said listen i got stuck up at a dennis everybody's like oh okay you say no more dennis yeah. you can go home ma'am we'll we'll get to looking for this crime uh she told investigators he then forcibly took her cell phone and repeatedly grabbed at her breast against her will schmutz claimed she told the man she needed to make the delivery or someone would get suspicious of what happened to her she then said she tried to get the attention of the person who purchased the food for help but was unsuccessful when she filed the report with deputies she told them the man forced her to drive to the motel parking lot where she was ultimately able to flee deputies then arrested the man that she said carjacked her so there was a man who was arrested hmm. oh. but once investigators reviewed surveillance video from the motel they said smokes did not appear to be in distress when deputies questioned schmutz about inconsistencies in her story they said she eventually admitted she made the story up she told investigators she had agreed to give the man a ride in exchange for cash but when he didn't have money to pay her she decided to make a false report and exaggerated the claims to make them sound more believable <gasps> deputies arrested schmutz and charged her with filing a false report however it be up to the state's attorney on whether charges against the man will be dropped so he's still facing charges wow guess the race of heidi schmutz karen she's white he's black i don't have a race of the man but okay let's check the chat room uh call the popo on everybody white becky with the capitalistic hard white oh <laughs> uh, white woman a uh, white florida woman uh the correct answer is uh everybody went white and you got it right um and that's her right there and she is pretty white oh yes she is it's one of the whitest looking women i've ever seen to be honest with y'all she like she could be in the the white power movement she really does and i did get the feeling reading it that the dude must have been black mm-hmm. that was like no nah, we ain't dropping charges what yeah the fuck? like that seemed like a pure white woman move uh and he was grabbing my titties too get them for rape mm-hmm. yep all of it um let's see police crab leg bandit allegedly steals groceries from eldersburg's martins tries to hit employee with her car Mm-mm-mm. what so you stole crab legs and you try to hit an employee with their car while you leaving with the crab legs a woman allegedly tried to hit a martin's food employee with her food with her car in eldersburg when he confronted her about stealing groceries august 14th what mm-hmm. why are you outside the store what in the james winston is happening Mm-mm, you can have that shit shana shanna c front 27 was released on seven thousand dollars bail august 15th front was charged with uh first degree assault second degree assault theft of property value between 100 and 1500 dollars oh she got a lot of crab legs yes she did and i didn't know we could hit you with first and second degree reckless driving driving without a license failing to give insurance information breaking all the rules um what else happened is more uh yeah felony giving insurance information after being involved in the accident felony to furnish 
require uh wait not an article move require written identification after damage occurred failing to notify the owner of an unattended vehicle to of damage caused and failing to stop after a vehicle accident involving damage according to online court records you must take the whole crab leg section a, a store employee uh referred to brunt to uh refer to front to police as the crab leg bandit according to the statement <laughs> who the hell was that employee why is she running out here with crab legs on ice the crab leg bandit uh the employee at martin's uh saw a shopper matching the description of a previous theft suspect and follow her around the store oh she can return to the scene of the crime i see uh yeah he said he watched her leave the store without paying for groceries he then followed her to the parking lot and asked if she paid front put the groceries in her maroon toyota avalon shouted at the employee and tried to drive her car into the employee according to the statement the employee moved behind another vehicle to avoid being hit front's car struck a white gmc yukon parked in the lot and then front uh fled the employee was uninjured according to the statement so they hid behind the car the only reason they weren't hit is because they hid behind the car and front hit that car instead security camera footage from the store show front entering the store with empty bags taking crab legs from the self-serve freezer bin putting them in the bags in her cart grabbing a frozen seafood box from another man then walking down other aisles where cameras could not uh could not capture what she picked up so it sounded to me like she was a socialist okay she just didn't believe in you know putting any money in this capitalistic enterprise of selling uh crab legs and i support that okay i stand with her the camera footage show front leaving the uh, store with her cart full of groceries without paying at 9 45 a.m oh she was still early in the morning mm-hmm. cameras also recorded the incident in the parking lot the employee who dodged front's car took a picture of her license plate which police used to locate the owner um a goddamn super employee fuck that and he told police that front lives with him the statement reads oh he snitched what police showed up to the address uh that was on the plate license plate link link to the license plate and uh the dude was like yeah she lived with me she's so we in here eating crab legs you want you want some what's the problem she said he said that the toyota avalon was towed to his residence later that day front did oh so did she wow front did not immediately return a call for comment and no attorney information for her was listed online uh wow and she of course has a court date september 11th care guess the race black. all right karen saying black let's check the chat room and see what they believe what was the name again shanna uh shanna christina front black all right let's check the chat room uh not those crabs the other kind white Ooh. didn't die or get abused by police when she was arrested because of all those charges becky with her own recyclable bags to steal her food white out of my way bitch black black i'll go straight heidi white white crabs out the barrel <laughs> crabs out the barrel all right the guests the answers are in and karen said black mm-hmm. and the correct answer is black you're two for two so far (laughs) 
many of many of you said white you were wrong niggas love crab legs i bet you she was going down the other aisle still in melted butter <laughs> she did smell some seafood come on that, that must have been the aisle they couldn't see everything on. yeah the melted butter the they butter don't care about you still in butter she was like let me get 12 cases of butter too it's on um well she would have got away with it too if it wasn't for that pesky employee who happens to live with her Mm-hmm. no the employee didn't live with her the car she was in they went to that person's address oh yeah. no 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 okay but uh yeah if it wasn't for that employee being fucking superman running out in the Super parking lot fuck that trying to get uh what was it martin's trying to get martin's money for the, the fucking grocery chain Mm-mm. couldn't be your boy they couldn't have been me now nah, well, yes there's a lady out there she might be gone by the time y'all got here but she stole some shit you think the employee was black too possibility mm. nah nah crabs nah, in nah, a nah. barrel nah nah <laughs> I think the employee was white. Super employees? No, I, I just wanted to get that joke here, Karen. It's, it's over. It's over. <laughs> Thank you for helping me set the joke up. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Bonus round. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's all right. Double the points, double the race, bonus around, guess the race. So far, Karen is actually two for two. But can she end on a high note? Uh, I hope so. And, and uh, the reason why I said it was uh, white, probably because uh, most of the black people is in that 45% is tied. We're like, shit, nigga, I'm not going out there running after you. <laughs> I'm, on my, I'm on my second pair of draws for the week. Come okay, on, uh, come I have on. not these i don't i gotta take care of these mm-hmm. i gotta wear these all the way to friday i got a smooth 15 minute break and i gotta go to my next job oh you one of them more than one pair of draws niggas out here okay okay well good luck good luck with that my friend i can't afford to get hitting these in the in the parking lot right um hospital can't tear these draws up a new jersey woman torched a man's home after a 4 a.m booty call fizzled oh a new jersey woman set fire to a man's home after accepting a booty call invitation only to discover that when she arrived he had fallen asleep i mean i've never done this so maybe that is uh very insulting girl when you gonna let me hit that and then you get over there and it's like what what the fuck is uh what the fuck is the dick okay <laughs> like i know you didn't think that i drove all this way for some dick and somebody's house not getting burned down if yes, i money if i don't get it i mean what am i wrong for this Guess is this even high. a crime is this even a crime i could have stayed at home i mean she had to drive over to the dick too she had to go to the dick yeah like i i can see why she might have got upset right um, i ain't like the dick was coming to her she had to get in she had to go out and get in her car yeah like well you have to travel to some dick it better be that good good yeah i feel like she got out the car knocked on the door he wasn't answering and she was i want to do it because it's funny funny do bad things 
Um, according to the cops, <laughs> according to the cops, Tyja Russell, 29, oh, shit. torched the victim's home around 4 a.m. Uh, Russell was arrested the week, this week on several felony charges, including attempted homicide, aggravated arson, and aggravated assault. Damn, you have to catch a murder charge over some dick? Investigators. Ain't no dick that goddamn important. There's plenty of dick out there, baby. Plenty of it. Fake and real. Investigators say that's when Russell arrived at the residence. The Susan man did not hear at the front door. He also did not respond to a series of text messages. Unable to contact because the man. He was Russell went to a nearby gas station where she purchased lighter fluid, matches, and a cigarette lighter. Oh, shit. Now, how? Nobody asked a uh, man, why are you buying all this? See, now see, that's how I know the employee at the gas station was definitely black. Mm-hmm. Cause you watched that and said, "Not my business, not my table." Mm-mm. Don't uh, just swipe. Put your card in. Swipe. Okay. Good luck to whoever she's going to see. Come on, whoever she's going to burn. When when somebody comes up to you, uh, like, do y'all sell gas containers? Yes. Um. All right. I'm gonna need this empty gas container. I'm gonna need some matches, and I'm gonna need um some lighter fluid and a cigarette lighter. Right and thing. i'm gonna need about seven dollars on pump number four that's when you gotta call the cops like, that'll be 2150 that's and when you're supposed to twice you're not supposed to be able to ring that shit up without like getting remember when you couldn't buy like two bottles of fucking Sudafed without id because of crystal meth they was like no people is doing this cough syrup turning into crystal meth so we're gonna have to put you on some type of government registration list i'm like i just got a code well too bad nigga the government on your right. ass now off of a common fucking code we as far as we concerned you walter white out this bitch right let me see some goddamn id but we still let you buy these materials with no suspicion wow none dog what is this country what is up with this country it's like when them two dudes bought the MAGA hat and the stuff to beat up Jesse Smollett. It's like, that should flag everybody. Anyway. Nobody cares. Uh, as soon, as soon I tell you, I'm going to blame, I'm going to blame everything on, on, on the, on the 45% that's tired at work. They'll be like, mm, Yep. Nothing new. I'm tired. As seen in the below photos, the resulting blades destroyed the one story home, um, uh, in Woodbury, uh, which is right just south of Caddy. Just south of Camden in Philadelphia. And north of Mayberry. The victim who escaped the flames through a window was transported to a local hospital suffering from burns and smoke inhalation. The man's dog was rescued from the home by firefighters. Investigators quickly recovered, recognized the signs of arson, like the presence of an accelerant, and launched a criminal investigation. Through interviews with the resident and other witnesses and a review of the surveillance video, cops identified Russell as a alleged perpetrator. Yeah, you'd think that would be an easy one. Well, who was burned out? Well, I was texting somebody to come get some dick and I fell asleep. Say no more, fam. We got you. <laughs> Russell was busted Tuesday and booked into the Salem County Jail where she is being held without bail. Karen, guess the race of uh, Tyja Russell. Oh, Tyja, she black. Okay, Karen is going with black on this one. Everywhere we go, we be drinking Um, let's see what the chat room thinks. Uh, waiting to exhale, black. You got me. <laughs> that Lisa left eye. Uh, you got me. Uh, taking off my head scarf, but you ain't ready to put in work. Think again, uh, black. 
angela bassett yep angela bassett her pussy was fire black don't get mad ho get a bag ho black 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 that dick is fire white woman black peen says mimi going off the uh path beaten path well mimi you have been rewarded with a loss because she was black uh some uh, mimi said white for some reason boy does she look unrepentant oh she did that shit she looked like and i would burn every that bitch I'll, down again i'll burn the block down play me play on my mm-hmm. phone she was like you see these edges i will set some shit on fire okay worth motherfucking every every ounce of gas and you know it's premeditated too so she can't even get out of this shit Mm-mm. like you can't even be like crime or passion like nigga you went to a whole gas station and got a arson kit okay <laughs> you, was you right. got the starter kit too she, she she literally did want the smoke <laughs> she wanted to smoke you want the smoke bruv and then just fucking hopped in her car and came back like, i want it yes all of it i want all the smoke bruv okay the smoke is i'm with it oh my god that is so fucking ridiculous <laughs> oh but you know what i've never i guess i've never had to no what am i doing i was about to make an excuse for that she tried to kill somebody no that's ridiculous <laughs> you see how the impact shit work out you see how it's the evil it's the it's really the devil inside of me oh my god <laughs> yeah that didn't end well yeah should have just let it burn uh, come on let it burn that's what usher said to do mm-hmm. um <laughs> she was like the roof the, the roof, roof the roof is on fire we, we don't need no water let the motherfucker burn burn motherfucker mm-hmm. that's what she was singing outside before she left mm-hmm. fire that's another good one too <laughs> got me running 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 oh man well i'm glad that dude didn't get killed and and i'm glad they saved the dog right uh all right let's get into the final part of the show we on fire uh drunk man argues with his friend over penmanship then tries to have sex with him what and then attacks him with a sword what is happening here um i mean i think the headline says it all karen i think we we actually do know what's happening here that's this is a lot to take in uh two men were drinking at, at uh sean taylor's apartment when an argument about the quality of taylor's handwriting broke out that sounds weird at first but they were drunk and it sounds even less weird compared to the subsequent events of the story again almost certainly uh because he was drunk the argument about taylor's handwriting transitioned into taylor expressing his desire to have sex with his friend his friend either because he's not gay or for any other number of reasons declined taylor's advances taylor was upset that sex wasn't going to happen and that his friend didn't think he was good has good handwriting 
so he left the room when they were ha- where they were hanging out and that was the end of it though uh, oh that wasn't the end of it though taylor came back with a sword and started slicing at his prude penmanship snob of a friend the victim shielded himself with his arms and suffered serious slices to his forearms while defending himself from taylor so taylor was like i'm gonna get some cut up one way or the other the man then fled the residence and was found by a good samaritan who called police like what happened to you my friend he tried to chop my cakes and smithereens literally the man the taylor was arrested uh was eventually arrested and charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon he's currently being held in lee county jail for 20 on twenty five thousand dollars bond wow so you just drinking with your sword on and friend in his house you start talking about penmanship then he's like let me fuck and then like nah next thing you know you get fucking sorted down dog like the fuck kind of shit is this come on these swords are dangerous man he shouldn't even been able to have one this is not because you your z's look like ours and shit like now now you gotta fight in the fight of your life right good grief all right y'all that's it for today man like i said we'll be taking a break soon so i don't know if i'm gonna do it this week or next week uh but thank y'all for listening and uh until next time i love you i love you too